I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everyone. Welcome to your private moments. Today, we have a great episode. It's a little clip from the episode with Spencer, my buddy, um, where he talks about Everest. If you haven't seen his documentary, Finding Michael, you should. It's on Disney+. Plus. It's all about that. Plus, talking about him in the city before he ever did Maine Chelsea and nearly dying on a carrot. I know, right? Get ready for our private moment. If you like the whole episode, you can click on the link in our bio and it will take you straight to it. So here it is, our private moment with Mr. Spencer Matthews. Why do you decide to do Maine Chelsea? Because I found it difficult to ignore the potential return from it. Like, no, come on. But you, do you want to be famous or like me? Like, because I yeah, want to. Of course, no, no. So, no, no. I was, I was interested in becoming famous, obviously. Um, and, and I hadn't. But, but like you, and apologies if, the, if this is similar to the conversation we've already had. But you know, if you're listening it to it for the first time, we always saw the show as a business, right? So, yeah. like when I was attempting to become Brad Pitt in LA um, and failing. <laughs> I was I was spending um, I was spending quite a lot of time actually with like Brody Jenner and Spencer Pratt and like we had a mutual friend mm-hmm. um, called called Jared and you know I was living with Jared basically Leto no um, no no uh, not Jared Leto no no although we, friend we, could, Justin. we could have left it open ended Bradley yeah um, no 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 so so I was living with ordinary Jared um, but Jared was you know, far from ordinary. And he had all these, you know, incredibly successful kind of famous friends. And, and I just couldn't believe it. Like Brody Jenner and Spencer Pratt were getting paid like $100,000 in cash to turn up to a nightclub that they would go to anyway, right? Like, and it was just- Are they really? Madness. Like- What? No, no, no. But like different level, right? We were rolling around in like ridiculous- like cars, like like it, they were being followed by paparazzi on motorcycles, like it, they, they were like fully famous. famous, 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 famous. Like it was, it was mad, crazy, crazy. And I was, I just found it really interesting. Like I, I, I lived, spent lots of time with them. They would also watch themselves, like when, like, so if the episode aired on a Wednesday night, like they would have a bunch of people around to the house and like watch themselves. And I was like, this is weird. Anyway, it's, it's we like, kind of did that with me and Chelsea. We had screenings that was different. Yeah, but we all got really excited. For a period. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But you can cut that last bit out. <laughs> but like, but I just... Francis Bull always tells the story. Francis Bull always tells the story. When he first was on Made in Chelsea, he, him and Fred Ferrier were on Made in Chelsea, the first scene ever. And then he went to Fred, should we just go walking? Because people are going to know who we are. And they went walking around Chelsea like, no one recognizes no us. <laughs> no one. <laughs> um, but... But yeah, so so where were we? So yeah, so I came back and you know I, I spoke to a pal who I know had developed some TV before, yeah. and um, we actually pitched a, a format called The Big Smoke at the time, and it was kind of Hugo and me and a few other people, um, and we literally just never heard back from them. Like we, just, we we pitched the kind of British version of The Hills, and then I thought, okay, but well, you're working in nightclubs as well at this point, yeah, and and then I thought, right, maybe maybe it's time to 
get a real job type thing. And, and I became a broker um, for ICAP, which is like the world's largest brokerage. And I don't know, I think the whole thing is, I, I don't really understand, to be honest, why they haven't just got algorithms doing it. Like it's, it's, it's not complicated. It doesn't require any kind of specialist skill really. In, does it, so what, what, is it, what is a broker in, when you were there? What do you have to be to be a broker? I was a specific dollar Swiss franc broker. Okay. And we would broke dollar, dollar Swiss forwards. So that's where we think the value of, of the Swiss franc or the dollar will be against itself in two days time, three months time, a year's time. And you and and but this is the thing: the banks decide that. So a bank will say, "I believe that in a year's time, mm. the Swiss franc will be weaker, right? So I'm going to sell Swiss francs that we're holding in favor of buying dollars." And then there'd be a different bank with the opposing view, and we would literally we don't do the thinking; we would literally just pair them up together, which can of course be done by a computer. So I I, I, I would kind of were you good at it? Not, I didn't, not, not really. I was, I was considered, you know, useful on the desk because I spoke fluent French. So I handled all of the French lines, given that we were Swiss franc brokers. So most of the Swiss franc brokers were French. So I would translate for people and I would have my own French lines. Um, you told me this story once if you had an initiation and you, and you, you beat everyone. What happened the initiation to become a broker? So that was at the job before ICAP at a place called, called Blue Index, um, kind of like Boiler Room, I suppose. If you've ever seen the film Boiler Room, it was, yeah, it was yeah. just really full on. <laughs> um, hey, well, give me an example of what you did the initiation, like full on. What's your typical day there? Uh, I was like, I was 18, yeah, and I rolled in <laughs> first day, new suits, gray suits, um, pink shirt, and a blue tie. And I look like long hair, kind of like, you know, and I, I was, I thought. Good looking, think you're, you're, you're from just, Eton, good looking kid. I, I, I've come from LA to conquer the, to, to be Leo from Wolf of Wall Street, basically. <laughs> There's another story which happened to you recently where you nearly died. And, and I, I tell everyone this story. Is this the carrot? The carrot. I tell everyone oh, yeah. this story where, you, where Spencer nearly dies and you save yourself. And how'd you do it? Well, I mean, that was, I, I, I'm not going to pretend that I was thinking clearly at the time because um, I definitely wasn't. <laughs> I was thought he was going to die. I was starving. So I was training for, I think it was a men's health cover, which actually they didn't give me in the end. Um, so I starved myself stupid for like eight weeks. I was completely like in miserable pain for about eight weeks falling out with everyone just being like the biggest asshole because i was just like like so hungry mm. everyone's having to put up with me and then they gave the cover to the editor of the magazine magazine so i was like right okay so i'm just in the magazine am i okay thanks i probably i probably wouldn't have bothered with the mental diet if, if you told me I wasn't going to be on the cover. And just one little section in the corner. Yeah, nearly died, actually, like in, yeah. in pursuit of this body. Um, so I treated myself to some carrots um, one day, which was outside of my planned meals. Um, but honestly, I just couldn't function. I was in the office and, and like the Cleanco office. And we had like this big call and I just couldn't think straight because I was so hungry. So um, I got myself the like a, like a tub of, of carrots um, and I was, I just thought, oh, I just don't care anymore. I'm going to eat the carrots. I'm just going to eat all the carrots. <laughs> and I'm kind of wolfing these carrots down. Like, like, and I'm kind of like inhaling the carrots because I'm so hungry. And one of the carrots gets lot, they're the, the little mini yeah. kind of orangey, well, of course, orange, <laughs> the, the little kind of stubby carrots. And this thing gets lodged in my 
windpipe but like if you've never choked before properly no. like you know if you're having like a big piece of steak or whatever yeah, yeah. And, you're, and you're chewing it and it starts to slide down really slowly and you think oh god like and there might be like another, and you think it might jam but it doesn't and it slides down eventually and you're like oh okay maybe i'll chew my food next time um this was like the opposite this just slid down and then just went and i was like like but i actually like no movement, no air at all. And like knew, Tetris locking I, in. I knew it was an enormous problem the second it happened. Like, like it wasn't a kind of like, oh, this will just clear. Like it literally went click, like in, in place like a Lego. And I was <gasps> like, like pushing up and down, like no movement at all. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God. And I was like, nothing, nothing, nothing. And I was like, oh my God. And in my head, you're like, okay, if I don't sort this out, I will die. Like, like, and so Did you I, think you were going to die? So I stood up and I'm like violently banging my chest to try and clear this thing. It's going absolutely nowhere. In fact, it might have got worse. Like, like, and, I, and I'm just thinking, oh my God, like in less than a minute, I will be dead. And my cause of death will be, you know, Tesco's carrot stick or whatever, which... You know, having done some of the things that, you know, I, I've done, I, I would have been very disappointed with, like, like, like very, very disappointed. Um, and people, like, some people were getting upset, weren't they? They didn't know what Oh, was yeah, they, the, some of the girls in the office were, like, screaming, like, you know, one of them was just crying. I was like, fucking thinking, help me, instead of fucking crying. You know what I mean? Like, what, what was that going to achieve? Um, Justin, my partner at the time, came up behind me, and he's, like, squeezing me, nothing's happening. Oh, my God. And that's when I started to think, like... This is this is this is a very dangerous situation now that I'm in, and I thought to myself, just in like, but it, as as you kindly said, it was calm. It certainly wasn't calm, but I thought to myself, but right, you think logical? I wouldn't. I wouldn't know what to I do. Th I thought to myself, I need to wind myself. Like I need to. I need to. I need air to be forced out of my lungs. Like it, like you know, if Mike Tyson could leather me in the stomach right now, that would be great, right? <laughs> but like, obviously, you can't communicate that to anyone. So I threw myself up in the air. And just made a massive effort to land on my back, just really uncomfortably land on my back, and it just shot out of my mouth. And I can remember thinking at the time, like, oh, that, that was honestly when it happened, I was like, oh, I was like I, I, and, and, and like, but it must have been in there for like nearly a minute, and, and I was just like, oh, that's just that was savage. You and were, then like, you were the, thinking of going to the, the, the thing to get a knife. Yeah, yeah. And I was thinking about how to cut like part of my throat to pull it out with my feet, and then I thought, well, that's going to kill me, so let's not do that. Um, no, it was it was really it was it was really awkward. And like, I've always thought that like, oh, when people are choking, they can probably breathe a little bit, right? God. No, zero, horrid. Oh my god. The thing that I'm most excited for you this year, I just can't wait. I honestly can't wait. A lot of people may or may not know this is Spen's brother, Mike, Michael died um, descending Everest in 2001. No, 99, 99, 99. Yeah. Coming down from the summit. He was the youngest Brit to reach the summit at the time. Uh, you make a documentary with Disney Plus. I'm honestly so excited. I, I haven't seen it. I haven't, I don't know anything. Well, if you're well behaved, you can come to the screening. Okay. What before we what gives you what scares you? What gives you um joy in life? And what what do you want to be like remembered for? Crikey. Quite cheesy um, little things right there, but anyway. What 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 are you um, frightened of? What frightens me? I would have always said failure, but I, I'm I, I don't think that now. I think that failure is a really essential part of growth. I think you learn the most out of failure. 
Um, and I think it's absolutely fine to fail. I think it's far better to pursue, you know, massive dreams and fail mm. than to achieve, you know, ordinary things, mm -hmm. in my opinion. Um, so I don't know what frightens me. I, I mean, you know, I think I, think I want I want my you know I, I want I want my kids to be well brought up. It's difficult just to, to do that. Your great parents, your great parents. No, I know, but you know, you want to just give your kids stuff. You want you want them to be happy, and I, I feel, and I'm not trying to be self righteous here, but you know, I've done plenty of work with like the Michael Matthews Foundation in Africa, and and you know, we look after about five thousand kids, um, and put them through school and stuff, and those kids are just so happy. They're so happy, like all of the time. There's there's no misery, like of any kind, and it's unbelievable. And they have nothing, like nothing. And I think it's like, it's amazing to see. And then like our kids can be really like whingy if they don't get what they want. And and it's kind of very difficult to find a balance. I feel anyway, maybe I'm not the world's greatest parent, but like I find it hard sometimes to say no to my kids because I want them to have the things that they want, but I don't want them to grow up spoiled, right? So it's kind of like, that worries me, I guess. Mm. Um I'm not kind of frightened of stuff like per se. Like, do you know what I mean? Like nothing really. I don't feel phased by by anything really. Like I don't like. And if you and if you died tomorrow, what would you want people to to go? Ah, oh, yeah, him. The film, I suppose, that nobody's seen. <laughs> uh, but no, I suppose you know. I, I think I think the film is, is 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 you know. It's not it's not work, right? This is something that we were going to do anyway, and. You know, we happened, we documented it with, with Disney, I suppose, you know, because it's a cool story and, and you know, I, I, I want my brother to have a legacy, right? Because mm. my brother was incredibly brave and he was very young. And, you know, having been to the mountain, some of the things he must have gone through would have Jesus. been horrific at his age. And I want people to understand who he was, right? That's why I was okay to document it. But I wanted to recover him anyway. Um, so that, I suppose, I think that's the greatest thing we've done. Done. Yeah. It's amazing. Hope you enjoyed that little private moment. Remember, go and click on the link in our description and it'll take you straight to the full episode. Guys, we also have a full episode on Friday, so enjoy those. We love you. We'll see you later. Have the best day. And goodbye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.